What up, Oasis hey. people? <laughs> I pulled away from the mic there. They might not have caught that. But I said what up, and we are glad that you are here. And I'm Brennan. Got Ben to my right. Yes. And Jana to my left. And we're sitting here at the Oasis podcast studio table room with uh, an awesome topic to bring to you. We're going to talk about seasons and different seasons of life and walking with Jesus. But before we get there, guys, what is your favorite season of the year? Summer. Why? Oh, I can follow up. <laughs> yeah, come on. I like when it's hot. I like that no, the days wait, are longer. No, wait, pause. Pause. Yep. This guy just yep. said he likes when it's hot. Way yeah. more than the winter. We always Way complain win- about yeah. being hot. Though. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I'd rather be hot and sweaty than, than cold, cold any day of the week. Okay. Like we like we like to eat outside every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And Ben would like never yeah. he never wants to eat outside because yeah. he doesn't want to be hot. I don't want to be hot while doing nothing. So by sitting there. Oh, so you wouldn't mind okay. being hot if you're like oh, playing if we're disc walking, golf or if okay. we're if we're golfing, if we're playing disc golf. So you're not gonna just leisurely sit on the porch. in the morning. Okay. Okay. Fair. But I can, because at 5.30, the sun's up, and I can see. That's true. That's good. Because it's summer. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live in a place. I like seasons, but I also want to live in a place that skips the crappy ones. <laughs> Me too. Same. <laughs> Jenna, what's your first season? Uh, Christian Girl Fall. Oh, no, just let's go. No, just kidding. Pumpkin Spice. I think Christian Girl Fall is cringy, but I do like fall. I like that it's still kind of warm, but it's kind of getting a little breezy. You can wear some hoodies and starting to bring out the boots, and I'm like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I, I always felt like I was a fall guy, but then for a little while I was a summer guy, and now I feel like I'm back to a fall guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm I'm I got the opposite this last year. I was sick of it being hot. I usually like being outside, but I was just like I'm done sweating. It wasn't even really that hot this year. I don't know. I was just being a big weenie. I guess. Did have a couple weeks. So now I'm ready for the fall. I haven't been looking at my hoodies in my closet, just like <laughs> wanting to wear them. The other day I wore pants and it was like 70. <laughs> I never would do that. <clears throat> but I'm excited for the fall. So, <laughs> all right. That's my season. That's your guys' season. Seasons. You guys go ahead and tweet us and let us know what's your favorite season. <laughs> Throw out in the comment below what's your favorite season. Let us like know. and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk about it. Life has different seasons. What do we mean by that? Yeah. I did just seasons are periods of time in our life that have a similar theme and or feeling. Um, and so what's really, I think, difficult or hard about this sometimes is it, it gets a little semantic-y in how you define a season. How can you put what theme a season is in? How do you put a certain feeling on what a season is in? Mm-hmm. And a lot of us can just differentiate in here's... You can almost put your own word to what season yeah, you're Yeah, for in, sure. But it's a specific period of time uh, that has a start point and an end point. Mm-hmm. That's good. Let's list some. Yeah. Like, what are the most typical or some of the typical ones that we would hear? I, mean, I feel like we always hear busy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's like at the one. top of the list. Um, I think it's, to jump in, we have a bunch of uh, leaders who help with Oasis. And I always think it's fun when busy. I have, like, <laughs> leaders who say, every time I ask them, it's just a busy season. It's like, you were in a busy season last year. <laughs> yeah, so that's where you go. A busy life. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's like, just life. <laughs> we need to recheck just how much you're saying yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other synonyms would be it's a full season. See, that yeah. to me is just a healthy way to say. And busy like, doesn't necessarily I think it's mean bad. Different. I yeah, think yeah. different. Yeah, busy doesn't necessarily we, mean bad. It doesn't, but I feel like when people say it, that's what they mean. Yeah, yeah. I guess it could. So, I think so, it just we need to reclaim the word busy. There you go. Good. <laughs> or like tiring season. Yeah. I think that's another yeah, yeah, side. That, that's, that's probably yes, the negative yeah. side. Some people say hurried season. Mm-hmm. I feel like again that one again leans more yeah. negative. Yeah. yeah what yeah. about like hard or a difficult season? People yeah, just, man, this common. is a bad season. Yeah. 
We hear that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Or you might hear people say like, this is a dry season, specifically when they're talking about like spiritual life and faith. Like, yeah. it just feels dry. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means. Sometimes I it's think one I know of those what it means. But like, at the same time, yeah, like, it's like I know what that means, but I just couldn't give you a definition. Oh, let's. <laughs> oh, come on, I meant like the, it rained or like the, the Lord provided. A rainy season would be better than wet season. <laughs> I did it for the cringe. I did it for the cringe. That's okay. They, Everyone's I, turning I, off the podcast now. That's fine. Why do you do the things? I hate so I hate much about the things you, you choose, choose to, to be, be. running. Sometimes you got to get them with the clickbait. You got to say the thing to get that's the people the to come title. in. Be the I'm trying to go. I'm trying wet to go season. Again. Wet seasons. I'm trying to go viral. Sometimes you got fruitful seasons. Woo. Yeah. Which would that's be a, a better way to say a, it. A better way to say it. Where the Lord is just providing and he's just blessing things. What are other seasons? Oh Restful seasons. Um, pruning seasons. And I only throw that in because of just the language we're using with fruitful and restful. And you look at John 15 and how Jesus talks about, well, obviously plants, but how we are in our relationship to him. Like you go through these fruitful seasons and restful seasons. You can go through um, growing seasons. You can go through pruning seasons where it's like you go through a season of life where the Holy Spirit is like getting a, a rid of a lot of junk in your life, but it's good, yeah. but hard. And that can be tough. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I mean, there's relational seasons too. So, um, seasons with maybe like abundance of friends, maybe less friends, maybe lonely, you've moved, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get into like romantic relationship seasons, dating, engaged, married. Um, you're becoming parents, you have kids, your kids leave, you're an empty nester, all of those kinds of oh, things. Yeah. And there's a lot of happy seasons too, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I think, I think this language, <laughs> <laughs> I think this language is prone to people they use it more when it's negative negative we don't, uh, yeah we yeah. don't mm, often associate good. the positive seasons we no, just really yeah. again that's probably that's part of the podcast we're going to talk about that we don't always testify and, and give a lot of light to when things are going good we mm-hmm. we're louder when things are going bad but there can be great seasons where like life is just good we can praise god in that and be grateful in that there can be just like happy seasons where I don't know, just your disposition as a person is just happiness. And, and that's an awesome thing. We can praise God in that. Mm-hmm. Any other ones? Last ones that we want to bring? It's great. Yeah, I think we, we could go. It, I think we yeah. could. I think the list is pretty extensive. Because oh, you can use what word you're experiencing, what theme you're feeling mm-hmm. to describe mm-hmm. a season. Oh, yeah. We just wanted to leave, leave that as like, if you've never heard of this, now you got ideas of what people are really talking about when they go. Yeah. And each of these, they're labeled as seasons because they exist for a period of time. Mm-hmm. What do we mean by that? Yeah, I think just the reality in that whatever your season you are in, there's a good chance. I think a a very high chance that you're not going to be in that season forever. Something else is coming. Something Mm -hmm. different is going to happen. So whether you're in a good season, the hard part of that is it might not always be good. There might be difficulty ahead. If you're in a a tough season, there's hope. Mm -hmm. Like there could be good things ahead and there should be good things ahead in Christ. There is one, one moment in life where you will always be in a good season. And that's post-death. Yeah, resurrection. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I didn't know where you were going. I had no idea where you were going. I was trying to think. I thought he was going to make a joke. I, there was a lot of jokes there. Yeah, I was like, he's but about was to make a dumb to, joke. To be real. And it's important to recognize what season you're in, right? Like if people yeah. are listening, even us mm-hmm. at the table, yeah. like putting labels to something like this or recognizing what season you're in can help provide resources to either help you in the season or to help you get out of the season if the, yeah. if the Lord's yeah. calling you to the next thing. So let's give us some examples of that. Like, even, yeah, provide resources, but also help me in like making the decisions. I think knowing what kind of season I'm in, if there's been a period of time where things have been happening, it allows me to like check emotionally, like 
what I'm doing. Yeah. If I'm in a harder season, I tend to get more negative. Yeah. If I yeah. so if I can recognize the seasons, like all of a sudden I can recognize, man, I'm going through this emotion. Why is it? Oh, mm-hmm. a lot of things have been happening. Oh, I might be in this kind of season. Yeah, it's just good but, perspective. Which points yeah. to what resources do I do? What choices do I need to make yeah, good. To, to get out of that? So if you're in a really busy season, it's really, e- if you don't recognize the season, it's really easy to get stuck into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a busy season and we would say, I would argue unhealthy busy season, yeah. uh, you can lead to burnout really, really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you want to recognize and figure out, okay, what can I do? How can I move forward? Yeah. Or if you're in like a, a dry season spiritually, um, and you're able to recognize that, that that should hopefully lead you to then find community and to, to stay connected to Christ through the church. Yeah. And we could go through all the examples we just listed, but recognizing which season you're in will hopefully put it in perspective. It'll help to address some of the causes, some of the some of the things that you might be wrestling with. It put a label on it. Language hel- is helpful. Yeah. Right? If we can put language to things, we're able to communicate it to others, to, to communicate it in prayer even. Mm-hmm. Like I think some of the times when we don't even know what to say to God, it can be almost a stumbling block in itself. Like you don't need perfect words to come to God, but you need something when you're coming in prayer. Like and when we're able to utter to him just the things that we're struggling with, he he can respond to those things and he will respond to those things. Yeah, that's good. Now I want to take a focus in on let's just label some seasons good and some seasons bad and there's some crossover in yeah. there you know yeah. like there's a the middle ground of when season can be good and bad but let's talk about the good seasons what advice would we give people if they find themselves in a good season yeah yeah i mean recognize it we talked about it earlier it can be easy to to not even label that as a season because uh, we tend to focus on the bad but recognize that you're in a good season and and let that lead you to gratitude Um, not forgetting the hard seasons that you've been in but that you can be thankful for what god has done in those in the season that you're in now Um, and hopefully that can drive you to more and more gratefulness yeah that's good and i think if you don't recognize the good seasons Mm -hmm. the bad seasons blend bleed together yeah and it leads to i don't know there's just it's it's tough to feel like you're always stuck in the valley Mm mm-hmm Right? You know, if you never recognize when you make it to the mountaintop, if you ne- never recognize the happy moments, all you remember are the hard moments and it leads to more hard moments. Yeah. Right? That's like true. there's just a hardship in that if you don't make that first recognition. So yeah, gratitude, what else? Yeah, I think just a recognition of God's movement in your life, of the Holy Spirit moving in your life. Um, I think we get into this mindset that we feel bad for being in a good spot. Mm. And so I don't, th- I don't, I think that's why we don't share. But if yeah. I'm sharing with the right motivation of a recognition, like, man, I, I really feel like this, God's been speaking a lot. Mm-hmm. I really feel like God's been moving in my life. I really like, I, I, I'm talking to a couple friends and, and we meet every other week just talking through ministry stuff and life stuff. And, and one, like I said, I just really feel like I've been hearing God's voice consistently. That's like awesome. I'm in a season, yeah. he literally said the words, I'm in a season where I feel like the Holy Spirit's leading has been mm-hmm. very obvious. Yeah. And so if I'm in a season where that's not happening, one, my mindset could be really in a, in a comparison way negative, like, well, how come God that's happening with him and not me? Mm-hmm. Or if I'm not in that season and, and he is, like, I can praise him in that. But him sharing that gives me encouragement then also to know, oh, it's coming. Yeah. Because yeah. that's who God is. Yeah. And it's not, and there could be a whole different reason, all this stuff. But like when we share, it's an opportunity to remind people, hey, God is still on the move. Mm-hmm. He is still working. It can bring encouragement, um, but also to have the mindset even for myself when I'm in those dry seasons or those seasons where I don't feel like the Holy Spirit speak or he is speaking, but I'm just not recognizing. Mm-hmm. To hear that it's happening to someone else, like, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's who God is. That's yeah. how the Holy Spirit yeah. moves. That's how he works. And when you share it with humility, yeah. and yes. when you share it, way. Yeah, there, when right. you share it with humility and you share it to glorify God, part of the problem is becomes we're still worried about how other people receive it. Yeah. And so we, even if we have a humble spirit and even if we want to praise God and give him glory in that, we still kind of can 
can shy away because we don't want to offend other people. That's part of being humble. That's part of loving people is, yeah. is having, but we can't always be worried about how people receive yeah. it. That's yeah. that's the Lord working yeah, in them yeah. Yeah. to help them to, to have yeah, a heart that's, that's willing to receive those things. And if nobody comes to them and, and testifies the good things, they won't ever maybe learn how to receive that. Yeah. You know, it could be, yeah, it could be a moment where they struggle and they, they have comparison and they have pride and they feel down. But that's not something you can control if you bring your faithfulness to it. That's good. And and there's my wife tells me this all the time. It's a phrase you guys have heard before. It's not just what you say, but how you say it. Yeah. I think tactfulness <laughs> yeah. is important. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean it to keep you from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I keep hearing this word. I listened to a bunch of podcasts over the last week. And I keep hearing this word winsome. Oh, yeah. And I don't think I'd ever have used this word before. But they were talking about how to share the gospel and how to share hard truth in a winsome way. Mm. Yeah, like whimsical. It's just like lighthearted. lighthearted. It's just like yes. it, it, it has this joy to it yes. that we often we say these things and they just become so serious mm-hmm. and whimsical yeah. or winsome is just this like lighthearted. I'm just speaking how God's been moving yep. and yeah. let it be that. Let that, it be. That's yeah. super. That's good. That's so good. What about advice in the bad season or in the tough, tough area of life? Go for it. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were about to start. <laughs> I was going to. I've talked a lot. <laughs> Tell someone. <laughs> be open to share and, and to bring your hardship and invite somebody to walk through that with you. Um, a trusted person, somebody that you know can receive that and, and be an encouragement in that. Um, and so maybe it is somebody who's in a different season that they can encourage you, even from just the example of uh, what God's doing in their life. But maybe it's somebody who can just rest in the hardship with you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What about the, I got a question for you. Like, what about the idea that sometimes in the hard season, we don't want to bring others into it in mm-hmm. fear of they'll get sucked into it. Like, it's like, I'll just shoulder the burden i'll just carry it on my own i'll just get through the season there's light at the end of the tunnel like i'm just gonna and then Mm -hmm. we don't invite others in like why why would how would we push back against that i mean i would argue i think that's disobedient and selfish yeah i think there's a reality of especially with the man if we're one if we're doing we're supposed to be doing living in a community of people Mm -hmm. that means doing exactly what Jane said Mm -hmm. if i'm telling someone then i'm probably going to someone who ideally knows Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm friends with, at least has a close relationship. And there's a reality of when scripture says there's something mm-hmm. about follow, like in fellowship, we carry each other's burdens. Yeah, Galatians yeah. 6 too. You gotta so be, good. you gotta be mm-hmm. healthy with it mm-hmm. and yeah. safe with it. Like there's a way to carry burdens that for me, um, I don't have this, like I'm not a very empathetic person. Mm. Um, I'm, I, like, the, in the spiritual gifts, one of them is pastor. I don't have that one. <laughs> like I, I'm not a merciful guy. And so like I, I live on the urgency side of things versus the burden side of things. Mm. But I mean, we have a resident on staff, uh, Audrey, who very empathetic. I think Aaron yeah. is way more shepherding pastoral than uh, he's also the one of the most brilliant men like yeah. we maybe have ever met. Maybe. But like, yeah. he's got like this, this pastoral side to him mm. that cares deeply in a way that I don't understand. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't care. Yeah. yeah. But I think there's just and he, they've had to figure out and figure out what does it look like to balance well carrying burdens for each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. And so to have a fear of bringing someone else into that season, um, I think is a selfish way mm-hmm. uh, to not ask for help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I, and and. Uh, if I'm, if I'm telling someone when stuff is hard, I'm also, again, yeah, relying mm-hmm. on their own, I think a little bit maybe maturity just with the people yeah. I know, the, with what I would share with specific people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what they can and can't handle. Um, there are people in my life that I can't share certain things with that I, when I've gone through because I know it will bring them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like that's me just being aware enough to know who that person mm-hmm. is. That yeah. doesn't mean I don't tell someone. Yeah. And I yeah. think that word you use there, selfish, is so key. Because it feel it feels and looks selfish to invite people in, right? Mm. 
You know, that's mm -hmm. probably how people would describe this. If I'm, I keep trying to, if I keep going for help, then it feels selfish, but it's actually the opposite. You know, like mm -hmm. when you're so concerned about not letting people right. in that you're, you're over, you're, you're emphasizing yourself too much in mm -hmm. that. And I think one of the things that's so beautiful is back to that same idea is we can't always control exactly how other people respond yeah. to it. And so when we invite someone in, that could be the opportunity they need to learn how to carry others' burdens. That could be exactly what God wants them to experience in this season as they learn how to love other people. But if we don't offer that opportunity, if we don't bring our brokenness to others, then may, they may not never have the opportunity to learn what it looks like to carry each other's burdens. That's just beautiful. What else? Yeah. What else will we talk about in the bad seasons? Yeah, I mean, I it, I feel like in negative seasons and really hard seasons and bad seasons, it's harder to be intentional with your relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so we do the classic like, advice of okay what's it look like for you to abide in christ to cling to jesus yep. to cling to god so yes what does it look like to be intentional with the word what does it look like to try to bring in worship music and prayer and like we just said the community mm -hmm. um you this is advice we'd say just in every season do yeah. mm -hmm. uh we say it specifically in, in advice in a bad season because it's just for some reason harder mm -hmm. there are just barriers lifted up mm -hmm. the devil knows when we're in seasons that are negative yeah and so mm -hmm. he's gonna attack harder mm -hmm. he's gonna put in thoughts give us reasons excuses to not be intentional to stay with our disciplines to stay in our rhythms with our relationship with jesus so we bring up that because it's in in bad seasons it's just more difficult yeah let's let's go there and talk about mm -hmm. it let's even get a little personal and like when you have found yourself in a bad season what is one of the ways you found clinging to god to be helpful like I, yeah i mean i think well one setting up rhythms in general mm -hmm. so like when I have my rhythm set up and when seasons are going well, it's easier to keep those rhythms in mm -hmm. negative seasons. The number one thing that I go to, or that, especially when I experience the seasonal depression stuff, like I was still praying and it was, but it was ha different, harder prayer mm -hmm. because I felt like it was more attack. I felt like I was on the offensive or, or def I don't know what I was on more. <laughs> I, I, maybe it was defensive because these thoughts that kept coming into my head that I know were not truths, I had to continually battle over and over to get them out of my head. Yeah. To pray that God would, would get them out of my head of, of the thoughts of me being worth as a bad pastor, a bad person. Mm. And it's like, and I was praying and praying and praying and it, was, it felt like it was almost getting worse. Mm. And it wasn't because of prayer. I think some of it was I was being selfish and battling on my own. Mm. So when I yeah. was intentional with, okay, entering community and inviting people into that, Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, not prayer got easier, but it seemed like it just prayer got more fruitful. Maybe. Yeah, it's the the battles, the battles of those moments every morning that I was having got shorter and yeah. shorter. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't stop praying, but I was able to pray because they were already set up rhythms in my life mm -hmm. uh, in positive times or good times. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's. I think there's so many different ways. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, not to to contradict Ben, but almost a little bit. I think when I was really struggling with depression and some su suicidal ideation. I can get that word out. Um, I actually needed to change how I connected to God. Um, because I had rhythms, I had things I was doing, and it didn't feel like I was connecting. Um, and so it was when I changed and when I tried to see God in a different way and connect with Him in different ways that then I think I was able to cling to Him more strongly. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's contradiction. It's different. Yeah, our experiences yeah. are. Yeah, that's yeah, totally true. Good. Yeah, and that's really like good. I mean, these aren't prescriptions to yeah, people yeah. exactly. Just, this just is our experience, and we hope you always can learn from our experience. And if you can't, I'm sure you can learn from the scripture that we always bring. But mm -hmm. for me, I think one of the things that helped me the most in a difficult season was almost taking a step back. 
just evaluating like what has made this season difficult, like starting to look at the different rhythms I'm in. You know, like sometimes we're in rhythms and we don't even take a second to step back and to recognize the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even know why exactly we're, it, <laughs> life feels hard. And then we don't ask the question, well, why? Why is life yeah. hard? So for me, I, I got to wind back. I got to get a notebook open. I got to get someone next to my side. Yeah. I got to do these things to say, okay, what, what am I experiencing and why? Yeah. And when I'm starting to pinpoint like, oh, actually I'm committed to too many things or I'm stretched too much or I'm, I'm not getting this physical exercise yeah. I need. I'm not getting enough sleep. Like when, oh, it's like, oh, all of those things are adding together and yeah. life is hard right now. Because, yeah. Let's yeah. start to move some of those things. Yeah. Let's start to change. But I can't even get to that place yeah. until I've taken that step back. Yeah. Um, and for me, and, and and some of that is knowing yourself. Yeah. And so like, I don't ask myself the right questions a lot. Mm -hmm. So I need the person, like you said, like, yes, yeah, you journal, yeah. like, but you also have that person. Like I know yeah, need like that both. person. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's still the processing and doing your own processing with Jesus in those moments. And a couple of weeks yeah. ago, Pastor Steve Norby, the lead pastor here at Grace Point, he just said this. I think it was really beautiful. I think he was talking about dry season specifically, but any hard season you find yourself in, he just said cling to the church. Yeah. Yeah. Like stick to the people of God and stick around where God is working and moving in his people. And you're bound on the other end of that to, to, to be blessed and to have fruit from that. But it's hard in those moments we've talked yeah. about. It. It's mm -hmm. hard to cling around the church when things are hard. It's hard to worship on Sunday or morning yeah. or Sunday night. It's oh, hard yeah. to be in that space, but that's the exact space where like you need to be for God mm -hmm. to be able to, to continue to move. It's, I mean, it's the church hurt idea yeah. again, you know, like when you feel hurt and you're in a season where you feel hurt. Like it's hard to be in that space around the people of God, but that's the place where God wants to meet you consistently. Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, don't give up on the, the people of God and cling to the church. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else we would say when it comes to hard seasons? Uh, yeah, I think one of the greatest commandments there is in the Bible mm. to remember. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, there's, there's something really beautiful about remembering. Um, one, it's, it's remember what God has done. Yeah. Um, remember that he's not done. So in the pro it's remember his promises. So remember how he's been faithful. Remember his promises for you now, even when they are, don't feel present. And then remember that Jesus is coming, that That's there good. is hope in Christ. Um, I mean, I just, what is it? De Deuteronomy, like it's Deuteronomy six. It's just this reality of when, when God is, Anytime in the Old Testament you see, like, remember how God has moved us, a lot of times pointing back to the Exodus mm. of when God delivered his people. Yeah. And in Deuteronomy 6, he tells parents, he tells families, like, like remember the things that I have done and tell them and teach them to your children day in and day out. Like, when you wake, when they wake and when they go to bed, to remind them, remember them. Remember, like, tell them to remember. And there's just something really beautiful that happens. When we remember, Paul writes Romans. Literally, I think he says, I'm going to find it just so I don't screw this up. In, in, at, the end of, at the end of Romans, he says, I have written very boldly to you on some point so as to remind you again. Yeah. Because of the grace that was given me from God. Like, there's something really beautiful remembering and being reminded. Yeah. who God is what we're he's quick done, to forget what he's doing and we are very it's probably why it's yeah. one of the yeah. most common commands in scripture yeah the only other thing I would add in this section is just be patient I mean if you find yourself in a hard season you we we recognize that the sun always rises at the at in the morning there's always a what did you spill all over yourself <laughs> Ben just took a drink and spill all over himself. <laughs> Okay, but back to it. Be patient. You know, there there is hope coming. There is good times ahead. There There is light at the end of the tunnel. So keep doing the things you need to do. Keep clinging to God. Mm -hmm. Keep coming to community. But be patient that the Lord will provide to the people. He, he gives good gifts to his children. He gives good gifts to the ones who love him and serve him. Yeah. Other question that, that goes... Did you have some? No, I just oh. said that's good. Okay. Other, <laughs> que either que uh, Other question that goes along with the hard seasons is... There's this tendency, and we've even talked about it a little bit, to want to move past the hard mm -hmm. season. 
And I want us to ask that question is, should we embrace the hard season or should we fight to get out of the hard season? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a classic Ben Brown setup right Good. there. <laughs> I, I think there's a reality of both and. Um, I th- oh, man. How can I say this? We go through hard and difficult seasons. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> I think we want to know why so much. Yeah. Right? I think I think it's actually a level of maturity in our, in our faith to not have to ask the question why. I'm not there yet. Mm. I'm not there yet. I think there's something in First Peter, the way he he talks about son, the way that sons remember who they are in Christ, the way that young men, yeah. and then the way that the elders. I think there's something really beautiful about getting to a spot where, like, when I'm immature in my faith, or when I was for sure, and still am to a degree, <laughs> it's like I'm asking why all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm in a season or in a spot right now where it's, I know I don't have to, but I still want to. Okay. And then mm, I think there's yeah. moments where we get where it's like, I don't even need to anymore. And I'm just trying to trust God and be faithful. That doesn't mean asking why is bad. Yeah. We'll say that. Does not mean asking why is bad. I think in really difficult seasons and really hard seasons, we focus more on the why this is happening than what God is doing. Mm. And so there's something about how to not not having to know what God is teaching, but even just knowing something is something is happening here. Yeah. Like there's formation happening, and I'm going to see it. Yeah. And so we want to fight to get out of it because all of a sudden you get to a spot and you can look back in your life where you've gone. I, I, all of us could give testimony of different hard seasons we've gone through, and it's whether in the midst of the season or post. Like I saw what God was teaching, and I saw how He formed me. Mm-hmm. And in that, I continue to chose to trust and be, and be faithful, mm-hmm. even when that was really really difficult. And and there's formation that happens. And so I I, I rush to get out of it, or I want to get out of it I fight to get out of it and I fight not in wanting to not experience bad things anymore or not experience like not have to feel those things anymore because those feelings aren't the, aren't what's bad right I mean it's hard but the feelings aren't bad yeah it's I fight to get out of it because I yeah I don't want to be in it but also man what is God teaching and forming within me yeah, to help me so become good. more like Jesus mm-hmm. and so yes get out yes be faithful in that moment yes be intentional to pursue not to want to be in the easier seasons and be comfortable mm-hmm. but a recognition of like no God is doing something here. And when it's done, whew, I'm going to be more like Jesus. Yeah. So I'm going to choose right now to be faithful, even when it sucks and yeah. it's hard yeah. and it's difficult. Yeah. I mean, like we're about to talk about some Bible examples, but I, I just can't help but think of Job. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think yeah. you would say Job is content in his season. <laughs> oh, <ever. laughs> he really, really wants yes. it to end. But he also is not like, he, he also is patient in it. Yeah. In some ways, you know, he's yeah. willing to go through the hardship alongside God. He's willing to not rebuke yes. God. He's willing to he, he's willing to to fight through that difficult season. Yeah. Even yeah. though like yeah, <laughs> I, nobody in their right mind chooses to be Job. Correct. Yeah. But yeah, that's really beautiful. Let's talk about it. Let's go to yeah. some Bible examples. How much um, time do we have? Uh plenty, good I think. Good amount? Yeah, I think we're good. All right, um, let's go. Some Bible examples. Jenny, you want to start Old Testament? Yeah. Yeah, when we look at the Old Testament, I think one of the the clearest examples we can see of, of having different seasons is that Israel, the kingdom of Israel, that they have this um, kind of ebb and flow of seasons of, of when totally. they're like on the mountaintop and yeah. on the high with God. The Israel you know, people, you great. look at they struggle. <laughs> and then they have really, really low seasons of, of you know, not trusting God, being far from him, being stuck in the wilderness. Um, that's like just, I don't know, an amazing example, yeah. I think, of, of God of how we can experience ebbs and flows and seasons, but then also God's faithfulness in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yep. Then we talked about Job. Um, what about just like a restful season? When you look at Elijah, he like has this mountaintop moment with the prophets of Baal and he like fights him off or God fights him off, whatever you want to describe <laughs> it as. And it's this incredible, he has this 
amazing season of ministry. And then right after that, he has this really hard season of life where God is giving him a restful season. Like he has the ravens come and feed him. He has a, he sleeps like, what is it, like two days in a row? It's yeah. like 48 Did you say hours. that was a hard season? No, restful. Oh, I thought you said hard. <laughs> He's coming out of a hard season. Yeah. No, oh, gotcha. no, no, yeah. He sleeps for like 48 hours amazing. in a row and it's like, dude, I don't know if that's okay, but the Lord just keeps waking him up and feeding him and then yep. he gets to the cave and he's resting there and God speaks to him. And he's nourished by God's word and he's nourished by God's presence. And so there's there's a restful season. It's in First Kings for Elijah. Yeah. Flip over to Jesus. Jesus had seasons. He did. Oh yeah. He had a lot of seasons. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually you could argue he had yeah. Different moments of what his life looked like. But you look, mm-hmm. um, there's a reason we don't hear a lot of Jesus' life pre like thirty years. Yeah, right? pre baptism, really. Really, yeah. yeah. Uh and so it's his first thirty years of his life, there's a lot of like you could argue season of preparation. Yep. And even look at the context of what that meant and, and if you were growing up and as a young boy, especially in this time at this period, in this low geographical location, a lot of the young boys, like their goal was to be a rabbi. Mm. And if they didn't, then it was, okay, I'm going to follow my dad's footsteps and learn that trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, a, it's a season of preparation of the first, you know, eight years of your life, I'm, I'm learning the Torah, Torah and then eight to 13, I'm memorizing it. And and, mm-hmm. and and then from 13 to 30, it's I'm learning what it looks like to teach it and interpret and, and, and disciple other people. And it's like, that was Jesus's, that was his third first 30 years. Yeah. Um, and then you look at even the 40 days of wilderness. Uh, he gets baptized, the spirit drags him out into the desert. Yep. Um, and it's a, but it's a, it's a time of preparation before he goes and does any ministry. Mm-hmm. And then you see a season of healthy busyness, yeah. I would argue, because in this season of busyness of Jesus' last three years, there's a lot of fruit, so a season of fruitfulness that you could argue, a season of, of ministry, of, of people, I mean, being baptized, of, of following the Lord, of of uh, healings and miracles and, and a ton of different stuff that's happening in those last three years of ministry. Um, but busy because a lot of people would come to him. He's mm-hmm. always doing something. He had to intentionally go away. He had to intentionally yep. put, put himself in moments to, to find rest mm-hmm. and have rhythms of rest. But um, he went through seasons of oh, yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah, and then you got like Peter and Paul, yeah. some of the early pillars church. of the early church. And Paul had seasons of intense suffering and hardship. Like 2 Corinthians 11 is like the worst list of ever <laughs> of what happens in Paul's life. But I'll just kind of throw a couple of them. Paul goes to prison. He's whipped. He's exposed to death time and time again, he says. He has lashings. He's got beaten. He was pelted with stones. He was shipwrecked. He spent a night out at sea and a day out in sea. He is in danger constantly. He's bitten by a snake. He says he labored, toiled, and he went without sleep. He was hunger and thirsty. He was cold and he was naked. He just, he went through all of this hardship to be able to to glorify the Lord Mm -hmm. and to Mm -hmm. teach people about Jesus. And Jesus, even like in his call to Paul when he like blinds him he wanted to teach Paul to tell Paul how much he would suffer for the gospel and he did mm-hmm. he had that season of hardship and then he also has a season of gratitude yeah I mean you look towards the end of Paul's life when he writes the letter of Philippians and he's sitting in the jail cell of yeah. all things and he writes Philippians 4 and he says I've learned the secret of contentment that whether in all of these seasons he's content but also at Philippians 1 he is I thank God every time I remember you in all of my prayers for all of you I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel that he's reflecting back over his life of ministry and he's thinking and he's so grateful Mm -hmm. that he got to teach all these people about Jesus and he got to do it alongside all these amazing people Mm -hmm. Peter his season of fruitfulness as he was the one of the leaders in the early church Acts 2 he preached a message and 3,000 people were saved. I That's mean, crazy. Come on. Like, I, I would love to have that reality where uh, you preach a message and there are who knows how many people there are probably tens of thousands but three either way that's a, yeah. that's that's, that's a good turnaround ridiculous. and then it says in, <laughs> in the end of acts two it's like he 
every day the Lord was adding to their number oh, and Peter gets to be a part of that yes. and he gets to lead that and, yep. and that's just so amazing you see this insane movement in the early church of just yeah post Pentecost the Holy Spirit's raining down mm-hmm. and convicting people and they're preaching the gospel and people are just coming to know Jesus yeah it's insane. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, and like you look at all the disciples and they have those moments where in the three years with Jesus, they're elated when they get sent mm-hmm. out to to do ministry and they come back and they saw all of these amazing yes. things happen. Or Jesus says for the third time that he's going to die and they still don't understand. Like mm-hmm. how confusing that is when when the two brothers, sons of Zebedee, come and say, hey, which one can we sit next to your right hand? And like Jesus answers, like you don't really know what you're asking. And how confusing that was. Like mm-hmm. during those three years, they probably rode the wave of different seasons that they experienced. The, yeah. The last one we want to talk about is just Timothy. Um, Timothy is an incredible story. Like if you're looking what it looks like to do Christian leadership, to be a, to minister for the gospel, you should go read the letters to Timothy that Paul wrote. But during 2 Timothy, he has Paul is writing to Timothy, his disciple. He says it's his son, but it's his spiritual son. And he's writing to him in a dry season. That Timothy is pastoring the church of Ephesus and he finds himself just discouraged, downtrodden, and he's been doing this for a while. And he's just, he's wondering if he really can continue. Should he continue to believe in this gospel? Should he continue continue to pastor? And Paul writes to him in in 2 Timothy 2, he kind of can sum it up like this. It says, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Join me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus Christ, for this is the gospel which I am suffering. And he just continues to bring this encouragement. He says, it's worth it. What you're doing, be strong. Suffer, fight like a soldier. Look at me, look at what I've done and follow in my footsteps. And that's just like... Mm -hmm. To someone who was in a hard season, to have someone in front of you, this is why it's good to bring people in your seasons, to have someone yeah. in front of you like yeah. Paul that can say, hey, I was there. Yep. I was mm-hmm. in your shoes. Yep. I felt what you felt. And now cling to it. Keep fighting. Keep pushing on. And he yeah. ends that letter, 2 Timothy um, chapter 4. It's Paul's final instructions to Timothy. Paul is about to pass on. This is his spiritual son. This is some of the last words we know mm-hmm. that Paul ever got to speak to Timothy. And he says, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. How beautiful. Yeah. So like if you could get last words from your mentor, from your <laughs> yeah. spiritual father, and he says, hey, just preach. Yep. Be prepared in season yeah. and out of season. Yeah. And he's and he's acknowledging the fact that he's in a season. He's yep. acknowledging mm-hmm. the fact that he's been in seasons. He'll be out of seasons. And he says in all of those, correct, rebuke, encourage, yeah. but do it with great patience. Yeah. Careful instruction. Yeah. And continue yeah. to hold steadfast. Like, I mean, to end really recognizing that in any season you any can season. praise God. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Both in season and out of season. Our job is to be faithful Christians. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's really hard. But that is the call of what it means to follow Jesus, to bear your cross, to follow him. And every season, be patient, love the Lord, encourage, rebuke, teach. Boom. Do it. Amen. <laughs> Just do it. That's it. Just do Mikey it. plugged our sponsor. So oh, <laughs> uh, I thought you were quoting Shia LaBeef. No. Shia LaBeef. Beef. All right, we got to end. See you later. Peace. Bye.